Pizzier Show, the Acrimonious Anomaly Show for October 23rd, 2015. How's it going, everybody? <clears throat> well, I'm finally over the cold, so that's a good news. However, the uh, I don't know. There's just uh, swinging weather's coming in and stuff. And other people are getting sick. I think it's the building and the office and everything. Because <laughs> some ventilation is pretty bad. Uh, so, I don't know. Some people are blaming me for getting sick. Because I, I was sick over the last week. I couldn't go to the gym and all that. And then I was like, I got it from you. I got it from you. And then all that shit. But I'm like, eh, I don't think it was me. <laughs> I think it's you and the nature. But anyways. Um, well, the Halloween's coming up and whatnot. And then... Uh, I don't know, so last, uh, I actually didn't get to talk about this stuff last week because I was busy talking about China while speaking of China and NBA situation. Well, basically, China, the NBA season kicks off tonight and they decide to not show the night, uh, the opening night games basically anywhere in China, which is weird. Uh, well, not weird if you think about it, but anyways, that saga continues and other players kind of spoke up. I think LeBron, you know, spoke more up on it even more which is even more what about is in bat paddling like Kyrie Irving he said well well we got oppression in this country too what do I know and I'm just like oh again a what about is them and then LeBron is like I'm not going to speak on this matter anymore is like I don't think it's something that we should interject into and I'm like and then bring awareness and I don't think everyone should be involved in every single issue and I'm like well you just opened yourself up to all the issues that you are standing up for that nobody gives a shit aka Caucasian people so anyways so I'm not going to go into the the back-ass logic that's been fucking spewed in the NBA amongst the NBA players. I just go like, fuck it, whatever. Like, that. I, 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 if you're looking for a progressive liberal, whatever, inclusion and all that, great. That's Your takes are completely back-ass backwards, so I'm not going to go into that. Um, I think I wanted to talk about the, you know, the while, whilst I was sick, you know, uh, I, I was, what was I doing? You know, couldn't go to the gym. Passing out, sleeping mostly, but also what I was doing, I think I mentioned last week, that, oh, I've been kind of going through all the different live TV streaming services for the free trial, so it's still in effect. I went through three different services, and then I got, I'm about to go on a fourth and a fifth journey, and then after about the, I guess, couple weeks from now, three weeks from now, when I go soak through enough services with this trial periods, one week or less, Sony, uh, each of them, I'm going to do an episode on it, so that's probably going to come a couple weeks from now. Uh, the, the, I'm targeting right now the November 6th episode, or even after November 13th, I'll be in Austin at that time in the Texas area, so uh, I'll have to either come live from uh, from a remote area there, or uh, we'll just uh, have a pre-recorded show somewhere, so I'll, I'll figure some shit out then, but it will need another couple weeks to go through all the live TV services, uh, so it will be a spiritual uh, successor to the cord cutting episode we had, which I'm gonna get to. And then, uh, you know, while we wait, while we wait for the cord cutting episode, I think I recorded this 2017 January. Yeah, wake me up when the cord cutting ends. Episode probably like 17, 12 something. Let me go back and check. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is what happens when you don't do the research ahead of the time. So I know it's January 2017. Uh Except this throws when you court cut in 2017, January 4th, 2017. Boom! Episode 20. I was so close. Or 20. Yeah, episode 20. That was so close. That was so close. So, uh, wow. Now I noticed that episode 21 was never properly titled. So I'm going to correct the title right now. Um, so anyways, correct that. Correct that. <laughs> Find out about this shit two and a half years later. Fantastic. Anyways, uh, go listen to it. January 4th, 2017. Uh, so... 
there's that. I yeah. Uh, so it will be the spiritual sequel of it. Go listen to it first. I, I think it, a lot has transpired ever since. I'll just preface it by saying that what, you know, streaming services look bad versus blah, 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 all that stuff. But I think I have a bit of an update on that two and a half years later after you soaking through enough services, lots of UI changes and all that. So anyway, so while, uh, and then uh, while I was watching through all that stuff, I got to say, uh, I, I mean, I've been watching a lot of documentaries the netflix series and then just a a premium channel content that i haven't caught up on like the showtime like the twin peaks um but because i'll be honest the twin peaks have i ever talked about twin peaks on this thing i don't remember because i the last i saw i you know last year i was watching that thing on netflix the original two seasons um i might have talked about it I don't remember when uh in the early you know february to march april last year in 2018 and then it kind of dropped i think i said at the time uh, i really feel like the twin peaks the season two you started really feeling it you know in the second half of the season getting dragged when heather graham and billy zane starts coming in you know you go like yeah i guess i could see why this has been a goddamn drag and then like what the fuck nonsensical ending uh david lynch style what did you expect um so anyways i finally i one of the packages i think it was hulu that i had the showtime package and then i i forgot that the twin peaks came back and i contemplated for a while well should i get a temporary showtime you know subscription so that uh, i can just catch up on twin peaks so i thought the opportunity to do that was a hulu with a free trial on the one week that i was on and i decided to go I marathon through the season three slash the return, the 18 episodes, 18 parts, uh, 18 hours basically in over four days or so. And, uh, you know, and I, just as a heads up, I saw the season one and two of the uh, Twin Peaks, but I still haven't seen the Fire Walk With Me 1992 movie version. You know, the David Bowie, Kiefer Sutherland. There's so many people in that movie now, I think about it. And then even the show, the season three is such a surprise. Some people, this is the best ever television series ever. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, it's the best stylistically influential series. But plots and wise and then making sense of things. You know, it's David Lynch. It's not supposed to make sense. It's supposed to be supernatural, you know. What are the metaphors? What are the signs? You know, it's like first two seasons and then coming back to the season three like that. I, I, I understand. But do I go gaga over it? I understand from a stylistic approach and everything from a narrative storytelling standpoint it's it's definitely unique but i do think whenever they decide to come back and do a season four uh and close some of the loops on this because i think the idea they were giving in the season three with a return even with the very last episode i'm just gonna spoiler alert it's been like a year two years since this thing came out and now i finally caught up to it so if if anybody think is so Basically, ever since, after the season two ended, where uh, Dale Cooper, the agent Dale Cooper, went to the Black Lodge, and then he never got out, so the doppelganger with the spirit of Bob inside the copy of a Dale Cooper came out, and then that's where the season two ended with a manic look that the supposed Dale Cooper had. Um, the season three takes us through twenty five years later, like the. Laura Palmer and everybody in the Black Lodge and then all the Red red Room is like, I'll talk to you in 25 years. So this is a 25 years later in 2016, 2017. 
blah blah blah. Long story short, I mean it's the entire. It took an entire series, the season, to figure out. God, what does it take for real Dale Cooper to come out of the red room, get out of the lodges, between the lodges, basically, and then kill this doppelganger, the spirit of Bob and all that, and then the blah 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 blah, and then Topa, and then like how to blah 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 blah, how to put the universe back and restore an order. But then, you know, there's some interesting cameos and actors in this, like Amanda, Amanda Seyfried. Came back as goddamn Norma, not Norma. What the what the hell is her name? Norma's diner's girl's daughter, which I didn't realize that some of these actors, actresses that were in the show were also in other TV shows later on, like in the Californication and stuff. Yeah, Norma's diner. What the what the hell's a girl's name on Twin Peaks? And then the the young girl that used to work there. Uh fuck, I can't remember her name. The Double R Diner who work at the Double R Diner. Annie, yeah, the, not Annie. Annie was Heather Graham. Fuck, Shelly Johnson. Who played the Shelly Johnson lady? Yeah, and then I was like, she was also in Californication. Oh, Madden Amick. And then like, who else was in that uh fucking show in the the Californication? Oh, David Duchovny. And then you don't realize that David Duchovny's TV debut was on the original Twin Peaks, so he made the one appearance there. Blah blah blah. And then I'm in the cipher. And then uh, well, not Jonah Hill. What's his face? Oh, Michael Sarah shows up as the the daughter, <laughs> as the the son of uh of the what what is that the police station, uh the the the, the, the goddamn what was her name, Andy and Lucy the son of the police the, the the little bit of a slow deputy Andy Brennan and then the front desk. The receptionist there, Lucy. Their son is Michael Sarah. I was like, what the fuck? And then um, there, no, there's some other random character showing up here. Ashley Judd is, is this, I guess, the assistant to Ben Horn, who surprisingly came back. Many people came back except a very few people. And I I just go, like, a lot of the character, a lot of the actors showing up here. What's her face? Like, Amanda Seyfried, I talked about uh, in Vegas with, like, John Belushi, the Jim Belushi, what is one? One of the Belushi brothers, and then the the teabag from the Prison Break. Uh he showed up. Now I only watch showed up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then uh, Tom Sizemore is in there somewhere, and then uh, there, there are a lot of characters, and then so for some reason, Twin Peaks the bar gets Charlie Nee from the fucking Knocked Up showed up. Uh, and I just go, God, there's a lot of cameos and appearances of, like, really famous people in this thing. And I just go, that's fascinating. I'm sure people just signed up. I was like, I'll play anything. Monica Bellucci for the Monica Bellucci dream uh, that came up. Frank Silva, Killabop. Oh, he came back. That's not, that. that's no different. Uh, and But any, all these appearances are very surprising, but I feel like some of them didn't really pay off. For example, Ashley Judd's character is like, why the hell were you there other than being a president? Amanda Seyfried, I mean, you kind of drove some stuff. Okay, great. And then for some reason, the Twin Peaks, the bar, somehow gets all the best like white indie bands and Nine Inch Nails in there. And I was like, what the fuck? Laura Dern shows up. She's the Diane, the the mystery lady behind it. Although the story of that is like really weird. She she's another fake doppelganger of you know the Diane that was there. And then the entire sequence when the real real Dale Cooper came back and the yet the, the, the part seventeen 
and the real Diane came back. I just go, and then it was like, is it really a dream? All that the thing is a who's dream, who's a real dreamer here, blah, 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 talking about it and crossing into the stuff. Anyways, it, it's not meant to make any sense. Oh, Michael Bisping shows up in this thing. And Madeline Zima, who was also in Californication, who played the who played the 16-year-old girl that David Duchovny's character, uh, Hank Booty, uh, <laughs> slept with, etc. Log Lady. And, and also, uh, who, the Harry Truman, the Sheriff Truman, didn't come back. So they brought back, they introduced a new character. There's a new Sheriff Truman, Robert Forster, who just actually passed away a couple weeks ago, played Harry's brother, Frank Truman. And it's funny because the entire weekend that I watched this uh, Twin Peaks, I also saw Robert Forster's other movie, The El Camino with a Breaking Bad. But I, So I was like, ah, it's a, weirdly a Robert Forster tribute weekend, that weekend that I watched this entire thing. But anyways, his character was great, you know, backing up, covering up, covering the grounds the original uh sheriff truman character left if you don't know the history of it is the guy dead no he just retired from acting and didn't decide to come back in this re-effort return effort basically but i don't want to go into the details of all the twin peaks and stuff you can listen to other uh podcast you know any episodes from two years ago or something from any other shows but i all i got to say is was i satisfied with the ending or the overall progress of the story uh yes visually influentially if that's a goddamn word of the graphics and everything the supernatural surrealism that david david lynch and the horror the thrill thriller elements of it that um the unconventional storytelling and the visuals and performances that the original Twin Peaks had, the campy feeling, but with very darkness behind it and the mystery behind it, it did a good job. But however, some of it felt like a little bit of a drag, and I'm like, okay, some payoff. Is it really a payoff? I mean, David Lynch said it took him and Mark Frost like four years to come up with this season. So the next supposed season, if it's four years five years looking at it we're looking at 2021 2022 you know kicking things off here so i'm like great so at the end of all this what is the meaning of where so basically if you go back from the original first two seasons and come back it's like all right what's the point what the hell's the point of this return it's like how does cooper come back that's the main plot and then what is what is this the presence of evil and good what is black lodge white lodge is it heaven and hell what what's what is this and where did this bop the where did this bop spirit and the others of the woodmen and all these people came from and what what the hell is all this what is the point of all this you know and i just go yeah you know what that that's 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 the journey that's the storytelling that keeps you bringing back to the series like the this series of the Twin Peaks and I'm like you just continue to find out instead of looking for a simple ending like here's the good here's the evil we know what the good and evil is but what what is a justification of these things is this existing and then what's their purpose the good villain is a villain with a purpose but what is really the purpose of a villain or the the epitome of suppose evil the architectural evil you know, in this, and then I think this season kind of puts through the interesting journey to explain that. Like the season two, when they did the whole payoff, it was like, "Hey, who murdered Sarah? Pa- uh, the the Palmer?" And 
and then who killed the cousin and all that and then it turned out to be Leland Palmer it's like alright great but then Leland was possessed by the spirit of Bob and all that stuff and then what Maddie who, all that shit and then after that it kind of went it kind of like meandered off I was like alright you pay that off halfway through the season and then you go like alright what is there to discover it's like well I guess let's go through the the, the, the discuss about Bob why Leland was possessed was Leland possessed by the devil to do it the, the, the spiritual killer Bob to do this you know that kind of thing and then that that kind of meandered off and then I go alright alright this is way too wacky to watch this and I'm sure people got bored so I could see that in hindsight in 2020 and then coming back to this I think they kind of redefined the evil sp- spirit Bob and then it got into the body of Dale Cooper and then how it went is like and then some people on the internet when I was looking up doing all this shit is like well Bob is not the villain that just goes in and possesses it's not just a pure evil going in and do it but it just accentuates the the darkness within every soul every body that gets accentuated and highlighted so, which is why the doppelganger Dale Cooper with the killer Bob spirit in it is actually functioning like dark side of dale cooper it's not like hey just go kill rape salvage everybody this guy is this doppelganger dale cooper is acting in the very dark elite skills of dale cooper and then blah 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 it's like oh that's interesting but then where the hell did this thing come from it's like where did this evil come from where's the concept of black lodge white lodge and all this come from why why it's like why is the the arm the short thing mike from the red room is trying to kill this thing what is the balance over here why did this have to happen why did the spirit bob have to come back why did the doppelganger get created another whatever get created this gets really confusing but the return and the return to part eight kind of i guess explains origin of all this it's like all the nuclear experiment that was done in the 1945 somewhere in new mexico created it created the bob the spirit orb of it and the i guess the fireman the old giant is like is creating another orb as a response as a counteract to this creation of bob so it's like here's gonna be the good that's gonna fight against the evil and then have at it so <laughs> anyways and then and I, I don't want to see the fact that i'm trying to logically explain this thing is is a very fact of it so you gotta go watch it but it 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 the point is it got me engaged into watching it through the entire time but then when it got to the very last episode i was like all right we we killed the spirit of bob let's let's go see where the rest of the journey is which was hey so what happened what what is this thing that bob the doppelganger and everything was looking for we're looking for judy what is judy and then i guess david lynch's character they explained that judy is the the spirit the spirit or whatever that it's a secret plan the extremely negative force that was used to be called jowdy that they've been trying to find over decades and i guess uh yeah it, it just uh we just never found it found it what the this judy thing is that's influencing us to behave a certain way the epitome of evil i think like that's that's the fbi's project so they finally went to another dimension that I don't know what the hell it is, but then I guess that's the that's a point of it. And then the the season entirely closes with going, all right, Cooper went into this another period area. Nobody knows where this dimension is. Trying to find this Judy, the extreme negative force. 
you know, world is it's like a parallel universe of something else, and yeah, and then it just leaves you hanging there as a cliffhanger and going like, well, we're gonna come back and find out whenever we figure this shit out as to uh what how Dale Cooper is gonna go about finding Judy on this another parallel universe where Laura Palmer and none of these people exist, but seems to be intertwined, connected with the original original timeline with the in the dimension that Twin Peaks season one, two, three came about. And then, you know, hey, is this really a reality? Or is like, what is a reality? What is a dream? Who's a dreamer of all this, you know, time shifting and everything? So, you know what? We'll wait and see. But it, it, it's not an immediate return. So I'm just going like, god dang. But I, I feel like there are a lot of cover. Okay, you went to the new dimension now, David Lynch. And then we're going to go close this out. I, I feel like it kind of reached a point. It was a good nostalgia act 25 years after coming back into this with the mysterious visual performance and the special effects and crazy amount of music, which fascinated me. But next time this thing comes back, I think it finally kind of reached a point. Where it was like, you know what? Like, it's, it's great to have a sustaining mystery and questions, but I think it comes to a point, look, there has to be a winner and a loser at some point instead of leaving it as like is it truly a winner and then leave it leave you know leave the viewers and all that in a very you know pondering manner i just go you know what i like fine fine if you but i just go i think there comes a point where you need to gotta go back to the wrestling term in this you need to have a finish you cannot give a non-finish every single goddamn time (laughs) that's my argument somebody needs to pin somebody if you want to just go kill dale cooper and then, like, say that's the that's the ending. I, I I'm fine with it as long as it makes sense. It comes to a conclusion. This is like the supernatural power beyond what the humans can reach. If you wanna go go in and be like they solved the mystery and decided to leave it or something, if there's some kind of closure there, fine. Uh, so that's fine. But you know, <laughs> but every single David Lynch work would like. Mulhound Drive and the Elephant Men and all that stuff. It's Lost Highway. It's like, all right, it's a thriller and all that stuff. Kind of, it's it kind of goes into the pit of mystery somewhere. If you want to leave it in that ending, maybe it kind of is fitting this way. But something like it's not like a one movie and goes away. But if it's like a Twin Peaks, it's like, all right, we brought it back. We wanted to address, make some closures on some of the things. But like, all right, this is another non-closure, you know. You want to go blue velvet and then just have a reunite moment with the family? All right, do something like that. Or, you know, with Lost Highway and Mulhound Drive, you want to do that? Ah, scream into the abyss, nowhere. Uh, okay, fine. But those are one-offs. This, this lasted over 25 years, three seasons. How many God knows how many episodes, 40-something hours that people committed to. I feel like, give me the pin. Give me the, give me the real finish. I think that's what needs to happen. It's like, did you find Judy? What is the point of Judy? Where did the fireman and then the giant man come from? All that stuff. Please, close us out. Is this, if you want to say the message is the evil is only created by the military experiment or something and that the true evil never really existed or really, really existed, but then the nuclear explosion just like accentuated the situation exponentially or something. It just, that was the start of a true evil. If that's the message you want to send, fine. But at least give that closed loop whenever the return for return number two happens in two three years or something give give us the finish give us the finish then i'll be satisfied but for this return series i'm sure whatever i said if you don't follow twin peaks at all none of this fucking made sense 
and I, <laughs> but visually and just purely sitting there watching it, I go, this is, this is a good nostalgia, and then this is a good follow-up to it, which makes me want to go back and watch the movie and other stuff, but, um, wow, I can't believe I talked about 20 minutes on talking about the nonsensical Twin Peaks, but that's the point with the David Lynch's work, it's nonsensical, it doesn't make sense, what is it, what is it, who, Who's what is the overall metaphor message? I don't know. David Lynch is a true abstract artist, you know, for that. That's why I kind of dig. But something like Twin Peaks, again, you know, like you, you gotta send the kids happy here. Because <laughs> the reason that he came back and did the season three, season three, the return series, is because it was so unsatisfactory how the season two went, you know, paying it off too early into. Going into a meh abyss somewhere and just ending in a cliffhanger note. I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> so that's how it ended. And it just got canceled before we were able to tell the story. So, you know what? Uh, season, I'm sure there will be a season four. Take as much time to come back to it because I really don't think you can go beyond the series four and say, all right, there's actually more beyond Judy. And I go, you know what? If this is going to be like 2026, 2027 and pay this off one more time in the season 5 or something, I think I'll be done with it. So that that that, that that's my that's my take. But anyway. All right, thanks for listening. Uh I I just want to catch up on that the Twin Peaks marathon I just did. Rest in peace Robert Forster. Um I saw El Camino as well. You know, that was a movie I just saw immediately after finishing through the Twin Peaks. Uh <laughs> But uh, I, I, El Camino, it wasn't as it wasn't as uh, eye opening or revealing compared to Twin Peaks season three. I'll be honest, it was a, and then as, and you know what? Speaking of El Camino, the guy who pay, played the bad character, the main, main what was it? The, the main villain, the one of the welder there. I forgot his name, but it was so fucking weird because I also saw him in that uh. Yeah, Scott MacArthur. You think he's, that's a character? He also played the similar character in the uh, Righteous Gemstone, the Scotty, the Devil. So I just go, I just saw this guy motherfucking getting his head, you know, getting headshot. And then a week after, when El Camino movie comes out, this guy motherfucking gets another headshot from Jesse Pinkman. I just go like, back to back week, this this guy playing the same villain, one comedic, then the other, the welder. I just go like, wow, this guy. This so it was so weird watching this movie a week after the Righteous Jamstones, the second last episode of the season. I just go, what the fuck? So I couldn't take him as a villain seriously because I saw him in the, the other TV show a week before, who just got fucking headshot. So I'll just say that. And then El Camino as a whole, Robert Forrester character, stay to the character, the cleaner and all that. But the rest of the movie, I just go, eh, whatever. I mean, it was a good reminder, but it doesn't have the same nostalgia. Fi- feel that I had with the Twin Peaks not really so I just go like eh I, I feel like Better Call Saul has been a better thing to watch but anyways I don't want to go way into that but thank you for listening uh, if you have any suggestions or questions or what the fuck was that you know leave a review in the Apple Podcast Google Play Music Stitcher Spotify whatever pod thing you use you can find the show thumbs up a dash and then the email i don't have twitter and all that anymore so a dash a dash and then uh yeah thanks for listening to the shooting breeze with the random ass tv shows and then uh happy halloween coming up i think this weekend is a halloween weekend so uh have a great weekend the week rest of the week and then uh we'll check back next week just before halloween god damn see you bye-bye